Good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening, <clears throat> whatever time of the day you are watching this uh, broadcast. Uh, this is Dr. Eric uh, Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we uh, inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We strongly believe that each person irrespective of where they were born, irrespective of the pigmentation of their skin, each person has great potential from God and given the right circumstances, the right amount of work, they can develop themselves and be able to do all that which they were created to do. We believe strongly that all men are created equal and that being different does not take away equality. We believe that it's important for people to affirm that which they are already having because everybody is born equipped with the tools that they need to accomplish their mission. You are here at the right time. You have what it takes to be all you were created to be. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. And I have three things that I would like you to do for me. Invite somebody to join us. Share the broadcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've been talking from this book here. Racism, where is your sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. It's a message of hope, as you're going to see. And I want to encourage you to be part of the solution. You can do that by getting a copy for yourself and ordering copies for other people. We can only drive darkness by shining light into it. And this book brings a lot of light into a subject of darkness. Be part of the solution. Get a copy. You can get it on Amazon or on my website. The information is at the bottom of this video. We are going to move forward. So far, we've looked at chapter one of the book two, three, chapter four, we're moving to chapter five today. And it's titled The Way Forward. And today I add to it The Way Forward, I get it. It's very easy to remain in the place of hurt 
It's very easy to remain in a place of unforgiveness. It's very easy to become a victim. It's very easy to complain. It's very easy to blame. However, we've seen from the life of Joseph, who was wrongfully sold by his brothers, enslaved in Egypt, imprisoned wrongfully, how he handled all these ills that were done to him. We also saw the case of the three Hebrew boys who were also caught and taken into captivity in Babylon. While in captivity, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, came up with a crazy idea. He demanded that all his astrologers, magicians, and wise men tell him a troubling dream he had the previous night. The astrologers and the magicians told the king, what you are asking us to do is impossible. Only God can do it. However, Daniel rose up to the occasion because he aligned himself with God and God gave him the secret. He was able to tell King Nebuchadnezzar the dream he had the previous night and in addition to that, gave the interpretation of the dream. I want you to understand something. I said my reference point is scripture, is the word of God. That is the vintage point I'm coming from. And I want you to look at what I'm presenting in that light. While we're going to be talking about the way forward, there are a few things in the backdrop that I want you to understand. It's going to help us be able to move forward because each time this subject is brought up, the subject of racism, of discrimination, maltreatment, subjugation, oppression, people seem to have a very hard time believing that they can break free and that there is a way forward. They keep insisting, oh, there is a, a reality, what is happening on the ground, what is happening on the ground. And they keep pointing out to what other people are doing. However, we cannot maintain this narrative because the vicious cycle is going to continue. What needs to happen is those that are walking in the light, those that know better have to affirm their position and shine the light and the darkness will escape. I've said it, I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to say it again and again. If somebody believes that you are a donkey, if somebody calls you a donkey, if somebody treats you as a donkey, if somebody gives you a name that pertains to a donkey and write books and acts movies, whatever they do and say you are a donkey, are you a donkey 
must you accept what they're saying about you? You know better. You're not a donkey. You need to stand your ground and keep insisting, I'm not a donkey. Even if you think so, just because you think, just because you say, just because you believe something about me doesn't make it true. And that is why you have to understand who you are. Do you really know who you are? If you know who you are, you're not going to let other people define you. You're not going to let other people push you around. Then you turn around and blame them. Oh, you pushed me around. No, you need to stand your ground. It's very important. Now remember this. When individuals identify and use their gift, they rise up to the top. Unfortunately, many people have decided to use skin pigmentation to determine who gets to the top because some believe that color of their skin can hold them back. This interplay between superiority complex and inferiority complex is universal. This interplay of superiority complex and inferiority complex is universal. While it may be well pronounced when you have Caucasians interacting with other groups of people, it doesn't make it a uniquely an American experience. It's found everywhere you have people. I was talking with a classmate the other day and he told me, I wanted to get married to this lady and he's, she's just from a village next to mine and her parents will let, let the marriage move forward because his own village, the people from his village look down on the people from the guest village. We're talking about people in Africa, in Cameroon, in a particular location. Everywhere you go, go to India, you have the caste system. Uh, they may use religion to support it, but again, no human is superior to another. Everywhere humans interact, there's a tendency for others to feel that they are more human than others. And the way forward is for us to understand this. Light cannot be defeated by darkness. And it's not a good idea to fight darkness with darkness because it just not work. It only gets darker. That's why you need to shine the light. You who knows better, you need to take a stand and proclaim the truth. I like what, so while our natural tendency may be to seek vengeance and allow hate, bitterness, and resentment to lead us, we must resist this temptation. That's what Joseph did. We need to resist the temptation of staying in anger and bitterness. I like what Mensa uh, says here, Mensa Otali, his Ghanaian prolific writer. He says, anger, he was saying this relating to racism 
and race-related uh, issues. And by the way, I've said it again and again, there's one human race. Anger does not liberate. It makes you a victim instead of a victor. That's why the command is be angry, but don't sin. Be angry, but don't sin. Don't allow the maltreatment. Don't allow the stereotypes, mislabelings to get to you. If you get angry and you believe what they've said and said, oh, this is who I am. You are in, in other words, refusing to accept who God says you are. Let God be true and any other man be a liar. That is a reality. It's a fit reality. Step into that, believe it, and start professing it and walking in it and you'll be set free. Anger does not liberate. It makes you a victim instead of a victor. It is only the truth which will set you free. The word of God is key to freedom. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You shall know the truth that you have been created in the image and likeness of God. You shall know the truth that you are a child of God. You shall know the truth that all men are created equal. You shall know the truth that melanin protects us from UV radiation. No more, no less. You shall know the truth that the color of your skin does not determine who you are, does not determine your intelligence, does not determine your IQ, does not determine your giftedness. You shall know the truth. That is one human race. One human race. And none is more human than the other. You shall know the truth that you don't need other humans to make you human because you're already human enough. You shall know the truth that if you have the desire to feel that you're superior to other people, you are bound, you need to be set free. You shall know the truth that freedom does not come from without, it comes from within. The way forward, I get it. I said I get it. As I'm going to say because a lot of people have challenged the idea that we can move forward. They keep pointing, oh, look behind, look behind what happened, look behind what happened. It's okay to look behind. When Joseph's brothers met him, he looked behind. He told them, look, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold. He did not forget the history, he reminded them. However, the way forward, the way forward is what brings victory. He told them, you sold me, don't be angry with yourself. God had a plan. God has a plan. We need to trust him. I'm not in any way supporting any atrocities that have been committed to any group of people. However, we cannot afford to remain in the place of pain. We cannot afford to remain victims because that is not going to set us free. We cannot wait for other people to come set us free. It doesn't work like that. You need to free yourself. Let go of the anger, the bitterness, and the resentment, the envy, the hatred, and rise up and shine the light. Let me start with this quote as we look at the way forward. 
If a man, it's a quote by Edrich, Edrich Cleaver. If a man like Malcolm X could change and repudiate racism, if I myself and other former Muslims can change, if young white can change, then there is hope for America. Not too long ago, I wrote something on Facebook about racism. And one of my contacts, who happens to be African-American, told me outright that I was not born here in the United States, and I do not understand anything about racism. This person is not the only one who has told me that. According to these people, I have not earned the right to speak on these issues because I do not understand them. Well, what they fail to understand is this. Discrimination, hatred, this inferiority, superiority, superiority complex is universal. It's not uniquely American. It's not. It's a universal problem. In one of the past episodes, I decried what is going on in Cameroon right now, where the English-speaking part of the country is at war with the French-speaking part. And when you hear the language from the English side, they feel that they are second-class citizens in their country. They feel that the French side does not respect and treat them well enough. They feel that they have restriction to having access to economic opportunities because there are some ministerial positions that an anglophone, those from the English side, have never occupied. And apparently, it seems they will never occupy. And so they feel disfranchised they feel that they are second-class citizens. It's the same language that when you come to the United States and you see the interaction between the Caucasians and the other so-called minorities, you have the same problems. They're not treating us right. We don't have access to opportunities. Yada, 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 yada. Go to India. The caste system is well in, in swing. The laws are against it yet. Bad habits die hard, still being practiced. Go anywhere that you have humans, you're going to find some that think that they, they're superior and they try to make convince others that are inferior so that this can continue. So you can't say, oh, I haven't earned the right to talk about these issues because a universal problem. We are one human family, and it would be unfair for me to write a book about such a sensitive issue like this without mentioning the African-American situation. After all, it is not me, the Martin Luther King Jr., who said the following, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, 
but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low and the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and flesh shall see it together. I have a dream. He had a dream that people will be judged by the content of their character. He was right. He was right. People should be judged by the content of their character. I spent a whole episode talking about the limitation of using color to try and identify people. Geology speaks about it. The color of a mineral can be deceptive, but the streak of the mineral, which is the color of its powder when it crushed the mineral, is what is reliable. Let's stop this nonsense. Let's stop this nonsense of trying to use melanin to classify and identify people. Just because it's been done doesn't make it right. It is wrong. It needs to stop. Nobody is defined by the amount of pigmentation they have. I'm talking about color. You're still comfortable calling yourself black or white. Are you really black or white? It's not true. You know that and it needs to stop. Let it stop with you. Stop referring to yourself black. Stop referring to yourself white. Because there's nobody as white as a white sheet of paper. There's nobody as black as this. Color is deceptive. We have. We must move away from it. People have names for a purpose. There are different ethnicities. It is one human family. I'm going back to the conversation I had with this gentleman on Facebook. He said, you don't get it. Who are you to try to tell us what to do? As a little boy growing up in Africa, learning about the uh, transatlantic and trans-Saharan slave trade. Yeah, there was a trans-Saharan slave trade, not just a transatlantic. The Arabs came to Africa and caught Africans and took them to the Middle East and castrated them, did a lot of horrible things to the Africans. Unfortunately, these days, nobody talks about that, or not as much as. The horrors that our people were subjected to now, it did not occur to me that I would one day write about these issues. In middle and high school, we studied about Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement. Little did I know that I would migrate to the United States of America and become part of the country. Now, I'm saying this, and I want you to listen and listen very carefully. I am not a foreigner, I belong, and I don't need anybody's permission to belong. Because if one only talk about experiences, then those today who were not actually enslaved should be careful claiming the pain of slavery because they themselves were not the slaves. So when you tell me you cannot talk about these issues, 
you are shooting yourself in the foot if you want to follow that argument. Now remember this and listen to this very carefully. The day I gave up my Cameroonian citizenship and embraced the United States of America as my new country, I also embraced her history with the good, the bad, and the ugly sides. And I care enough, I care enough to bring solutions to the table. I care enough to bring solutions to the table. Joseph was in Egypt just for 13 years. And when the problem arose, he cared enough about the country to propose a solution. I've lived in the United States now for 19 plus years. I care enough to propose a solution. That is my vintage point. I did not add my own perspective as somebody who is looking at what is going on in the country from a unique perspective. You know, so if, if I do not add my own perspective that I, I brought in to try and help the country move forward, I will be letting down my new country and it will be extremely unfortunate if I did not. Can you imagine what would have happened if Joseph said, oh, the Egyptians have been very bad to me. They bought me, they enslaved me, they treated me, they did this to me, they did that to me. And now Egypt is having an issue, an impending famine. Yes, what an opportunity to stick it to them and let this seven years of famine take them unaware and crush them. Can you imagine what would have happened? The millions of people would have died? But Joseph did the right thing in spite of the bad things that had been done to him. I am here for a time such as this. And just like Joseph in Egypt, he did not hold back when the country was facing a serious problem. He proposed a solution. All I am doing is presenting a solution that I think will move the country forward. The word of God, the word of God is our only hope and it will deliver what we need as a country and the world at large to navigate through this darkness that is threatening to engulf all of us. Issues of racism, discrimination, hatred are universal and the only solution is the word of God. It's only in the word of God that we are told that God created us all equal and that God loves all of us equally. It's important to grab that and stop looking for validation from other flawed human beings. And so I'm looking for other human beings to make you human because you already are. It's very important. And it's important to understand this. I too have a lot at stake because I am an American now and raising children in this country, just like Martin Luther King. I hope, I hope my kids will be raised in a country that will treat them by the content of their character and not just the color of their skin.
I hope the country will understand that all men are created equal and endowed with inalienable rights by the creator, not the government. Our rights don't come from the government. Our rights don't come from the government. Our humanity doesn't come from the government. Our equality doesn't come from the government. It comes from our creator. Well, if you believe that you are the result of some cosmic accident and uh, that you are here just by chance, I don't know how that adds up. But what I know is this. We have a creator. and He created us all, looked at us and said, what I've done is good. When thinking about the type of country I want my children and grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren to raise in, Think of the day when we will drop skin color as a basis for classifying, identifying each order. Each time you feel a form here, you have all these categories, black, African, this, white. I don't know why they haven't put yellow, green, etc. on it. That needs to change. Why are we doing it? What purpose is this serving? Don't we have names for, for racing? It's creating more problems. It's preventing us from moving forward. It's holding us back. The color of somebody's skin will never define who they are. Nobody is defined by how they look. I just read a uh, story on LinkedIn before this broadcast. And I, I, watched, I watched a documentary on this uh, lady in Australia, forgotten the name, that she, she was very beautiful, and she was a runner, and during one of her runs, uh, wildfires in Australia intercepted her path, and she got severely, severely bent. If you see her picture, She's all disfigured. However, her husband did not leave her. And when they asked him, your wife has changed. She no longer looked beautiful the way she looked. The man said, no. I didn't get married to how she looks. I got married to her spirit. I got married to the person in the inside. How dare we, how dare we, how dare we judge people by how they look? How dare we? How dare we think that the color of a house can determine the content in that house? How dare we be so sloppy? We all need to move away from that. If you are propagating it, let it start with you. If you don't know where to start, get my book and read it. There are thousands, lots of books I've been written on this subject. Educate yourself. Don't wallow in ignorance. Do the right thing. That is the way forward. It's going to take all of us. I dream of a day when they will when there are no 
hyphenated Americans, just Americans, because this is who we are. How many people have you heard said, I'm English American? How many? How many people have you heard say, I'm European American? Why, why, why do you have to keep hyphenating yourself? To be relevant, you need to rise up to the occasion. To be relevant, you need to embrace the country. You need to provide solutions. It's very important. You moved. Move on. This is your country. You took up the citizenship. It's your country. You don't have to wait for other people to make you to feel belong. You have to find your place and occupy it. You are an American. Stop hyphenating yourself. You can put your legs in both places. And you think you're going to win. You are distracted. Focus. See what happened to Joseph? When he became relevant in Egypt because he identified his gifts, used the gifts, solved problems of Egyptians, wherever he came from, benefited. Let me say that again. Hyphenating yourself is not moving you forward. Embrace your new country. You can go to the archives and listen to some of the talks I've given on uh, immigration-related issues. Hyphenating yourself is not going to cut it. Do you know what you're going to do? Solve problems for the country? Be relevant? And wherever you're coming from will benefit because you're going to have access to resources when you do good to this country. I've told many people, whenever I have the chance, that we do not talk to each other enough and we are allowing ignorance to divide us. This is my attempt to initiate that conversation. You may not agree with everything I've said here, but at least keep an open mind and let us have a dialogue. Remember, as Mensa Otali says, this is a book that I'm reading right now by Mensa Otali. You can also get the book. It's very good. He says some of the things that I'm saying here. I wish I'd read the book before I wrote mine. I've quote, quoted him immensely in the book. Mensa Otabiel, he says it. Anger, anger does not set you free. It makes you a victim and not a victor. Do you really want to move forward? Do you want to be free? Then you need to let go of your anger. You need to embrace who God says you are. Let God be right. Let everybody else be wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Don't wait for other people to change. Let the change be, begin with you. Next time somebody calls you black, just ask them, do I look like a 
black sheet of paper or when somebody calls you white, ask them, do I look like a white sheet of paper? I'm not. Next time somebody say you are colored, ask them, have you met anybody that is colorless? We all have color, some pink. I mean, in my language, the Munani language, whites are called red. Call them the red people. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. We need to see each person, not in the flesh, but the spirit of the person. Because the spirit man is really, truly the colorless one. I want to thank you so much for watching. I would like to hear your comments. You mustn't agree with everything I'm saying, but at least we can have a dialogue. And uh, we can try to move, not just the United States of America forward, but the world at large. Again, it's going to start with you. How are you doing? Do you know who you are? Are you free? Let the freedom start with you. We're going to continue next time looking at the parallel parallelism between Joseph and uh, African-Americans and what we can learn from that and how we can move forward. Share the broadcast. If you haven't gotten a copy of your book, please do so. If you need many copies, reach out to me. I will discount them for you as well. Thank you for listening, for watching, and God bless you immensely.